Hi ladies, um, before we start this part three podcast, I want to apologize because all the while I was expecting this to have uploaded for you all to have listened to it and I was just wondering why there was no feedback because normally I get lots of messages from you guys on my, mess- my Instagram and Facebook saying oh I love the podcast, love this, love that, thank you so much and I got nothing, I was wondering what's going on, so when I went back I realised that I hadn't uploaded so I'm so sorry, here we go, tonight is the third and final part for um, the three part special, <laughs> of course we're a bit late on it but better late than never, you're going to enjoy this. This is one of the biggest reasons that women don't make progress. Hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our final part of our January special. And we are going to um, top it all off this week at the end of the month with what I believe um, is probably the most important thing. And again, it's a strategy. It's one of the strategies for fat loss, but grossly, grossly underestimated, and that is tracking your calories properly. Um, now, as a coach, you guys know that, you know, in our coaching program as well, on our on, on our online coaching programs, we focus a lot on the behaviours. Um, we focus a lot on the habits, the behaviours, the implementation, you know, what to do when you get sugar cravings, what to do when you're stressed and you want to eat, what to do when you want, you're eating out and you're trying to lose. All those everyday scenarios, all those everyday emotions, um, secret eating, binge eating, overeating, um, using food as your uh, coping mechanism. But the bottom line here is that if you still don't have a grasp of the fundamentals around calories and tracking, then, you know, it doesn't matter what your behaviours are. And even if quite a lot of the ladies I coach, um, you know, they're, they're emotion, they aren't emotional leaders. They don't overeat, but they genuinely just do not have a clue about the fundamentals around fat loss. And they still are hung up on taking macronutrients out of their diet. So today's today's podcast is going to be about um, about tracking your calories properly. And as I always say, there's tracking and there's tracking. And I have recorded reels, I've recorded videos on this, I've recorded um, blog posts on this. But if you don't know how to track your calories properly, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in improving your health, um, dropping fat, getting leaner, getting fitter, getting stronger. And the most important thing is understanding the energy values in the foods that you're eating. So it's probably one of the first things we do when we have people coming on our coaching program is we, we, we walk them through their everyday life and we show them and we train them and we coach them. This is how you track, you know, and this is how much energy you're putting into your mouth, because we know that exercise contributes a very, very, very small part. It will not make you leaner. You know, you could go to the gym for an hour, do a strength session, burn an hour, burn a, burn a, a hundred calories and come home and eat a, a large banana at 130 calories. Um, and you've just wiped that, that, that sort of energy expenditure out by the food you've consumed. So people overestimate the calories they're burning via exercise massively underestimate the calories they consume via food so today it's um this podcast i'm going to break it up into three sections around understanding calories understanding the importance and then understanding how to track them using an app so number one um understanding calories so the important thing first is to understand and i know i'm taking this back to fundamentals ladies but i think in the month of january you really do have to boil it back down into the unsexy stuff and this is the stuff you have to do every day until you're you know you can eyeball um, and i know in my coaching program we don't get calories we don't get clients tracking calories all the time 
but they're blown away at the start when, when they realize how many calories they were consuming, mostly by the junk food and the, the snacks and the nibbles and the grazes in the day over and above their main meals and realizing that that was the reason that they're in a calorie surplus. That is mostly the calories they're consuming that are low in nutrients. And that's probably the catalyst that's driving overeating because they're eating so much sugar. They're eating so many carbs that that's just accelerating and, you know, their blood sugar levels are like a, like a roller coaster. Um, so number one, every diet that you've ever done, whether it be Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Atkins, Keto, um, Juice Fast, I, I don't care what they are. Those are just merely vehicles. So they are just repackaged and packaged up ways in order for you to get into a calorie deficit. So for instance, your Weight Watchers and Slimming Worlds, what they do is they tend to reduce the sheer volume of fats that you're eating in your diet. And the reason they do that is because fat is the most calorific macronutrient. So it's nine calories per gram. Carbohydrates is four calories per gram and fats is or proteins is four calories per gram. So it stands to reason if you massively reduce the amount of fats in your diet, then you're going to reduce calories. And it's the calorie deficit that creates the fat loss, not the fact that you're following a low fat diet. It's the calorie deficit. It's the overarching fundamental of calories in, calories out. It means you eat less calorific foods overall. And as a result, then you tend to drop calories since the calorie deficit. It's the same with Atkins and it's the same with keto. You know, with keto, you're put on a high fat diet. So you're narrowing your window of foods down to something extremely small. And it's probably not the fats that created your fat gain in the first place. It was probably the sheer volume of sweets, sugar, biscuits, crisps, junk that you're eating. So it's understandable when you take all those carbs out of the diet, you're narrowing your window of available and allowable foods in your diet. Your choice is minimal. It reduces decision fatigue. It keeps it simple and it puts you into a calorie deficit and it's a calorie deficit that makes you lose weight. Now, that said, it's an unsustainable way to live the rest of your life without carbs. And you don't have to live the rest of your life without carbs. I think you know that by now if you're listening to this podcast. But the reality is, is that these things just put you into the calorie deficit. So that's the first thing I wanted to hammer home and to let people understand. It's not the diet it's the calorie deficit created by that particular diet that puts you into the deficit and it's the deficit that creates the fat loss. Number two is understanding the calories and everything. That awareness that everything that you put in your mouth, okay, so whether it be tea, coffee, dinner, breakfast, lunch, fruit, vegetables, they all contain energy. The only thing I think that doesn't contain energy or calories is water. It's free. There's nothing in it. So, um, you know, everything you're putting in your mouth has calories. And usually what I find from previous clients who've attended swimming clubs, they overeat on fruit because it's free. And when you ask them, why are you eating all this fruit? Are you hungry? You know, why are you snacking on 900 calories a day on fruit? No, I'm, like, I'm eating it because it's healthy. And I was going, well, eat it because you're hungry. Don't eat because you you think it's healthy. Because you're eating the, the, the equivalent of a pound, a pound and a half of extra calories a week on fruit that you're not even hungry for because you've eaten an enormous dinner, an enormous lunch and a really sizable breakfast. So you're eating plenty of meals, eating plenty in your main meals. Again, we're override. We tend to override our natural hunger cues. But when somebody tells you something, something's free, oh, Jesus, you'll go at it like a bull in a china shop because you have, again, you don't understand the calories, they understand the, 
the concept of, of calories in, calories out. And what Slim and Morning Weight Watchers have done is that they've repackaged and renamed calories, created their own version of calories and they call them sins and they call them points. It's so much simpler when you understand the calories and the foods that you're eating. You can use a simple little app and track them. I'll go on to that in part three. But understanding that, you know, it's calories, you know, it's calories. Everything's calories. They're not sins. They're not points. They're calories. Food has calories. Knowing your upper limit of calories, if you want to go into a deficit or you want to maintain your weight, you know, it's knowing what them calories are and understanding that will enable you then to formulate a way of eating and putting yourself into a calorie deficit that suits you, eating the proteins you enjoy, eating the, you know, the high fiber, good quality carbohydrates you enjoy, eating the fats you enjoy, you know, as opposed to you eating of somebody's diet plan or somebody's prescriptive plan. So everything has calories. And when you understand that, you'll be well versed. Now, Again, another thing is to see people overeat on, on, on fruits and they overeat on, you know, the higher sugar fruits because they think it's free. And then they don't realize that, you know, it's that sheer volume of fruit that they're eating in a day is wiping out their deficit. And again, when you peel it back another layer, for me as a coach, I would say, well, you know, what's driving this eating? What's driving, you know, you eating three meals a day and four snacks and snacking 15 minutes after you're having your dinner, you know, having a bar of chocolate just after you've had your lunch? Why are you doing this? You know, are you still hungry? Because you've got to remember, you've got to give yourself half an hour after you finish your meals um, for that signal to go from your gut via the vagus nerve, which is that sort of super information highway that travels from your gut to your brain to tell your brain that you're full. So if you've had your dinner, it takes a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. I know for me, it's about 45 minutes for my brain to register that I'm full. OK, um, and you can consume some bloody calories in that half hour. You know, you could consume some tea and biscuits because we have an awful habit, especially in Irish culture. Tea and biscuits, you know, just my dinner, a lovely cup of tea and a biscuit now just afterwards. Why would you eat a biscuit? You've just had your bloody dinner. You should be full. But give yourself time and then obey that and see how you feel. But understanding that all those snacks, all those fruits, you know, why are you eating them? Why are you eating them? Are you hungry? Is it habit? Have you been doing it for years? Have you always done it? You know, it's like I was speaking to a client last week and she was eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. She's eating four snacks a day and she was having supper every evening. So I started off with a supper and I said, why are you eating supper? You've only had, you had your dinner at half seven and you're having tea and toast at nine. You know, why supper? I've always had supper. We've always had supper in our house. And it's going, but this is a habit that's adding an extra. The supper and the snacks is contributing to about 1200 calories a day which, you know, is going to put you into a two and a half pound fat loss a week, just if you take your your cal your snacks and your supper out. We don't have to touch your main meals, they were grand, they were 100%. It was the sheer volume of snacks in the supper that she was eating. All we did was take them out at the start and she was consistently losing and then up in her movement and, and, and improving other bits and pieces. And she was losing consistently three pound a week by doing that. So what we had to do then was up her calories because... We realize, OK, this is not sustainable. We need to up your calories here in your main meals again. And we tweaked about with that. But, you know, she's consistently losing a pound, a pound and a half, sometimes two pounds a week, just by removing those very simple things and retraining habits, retraining behavior. So, again, you know, she was of the old school, what I would call the old school slimming clubs where she ate free food. So she was probably eating about seven, eight hundred calories a day in um, fruit. Uh, you know, mangoes, pineapple, 
apples, bananas, they were coming out of her ear balls. Honestly, unbelievable. <laughs> and then, you know, again, she was eating them because she thought they were free and she didn't understand that there was actually calories in them because she was basing and, you know, living her life of this coaching that she'd had. But there's no sins in that. There's nothing in that. That's F-R-E-E. It's free. Nothing's free. There's no such thing as a free lunch, ladies. So understand that. Um, and the amazing thing is that, you know, when you understand the calories, that having that knowledge is as powerful. But now I'm going to coach you and, and, and talk in this podcast about how you implement that. So, you know, knowing what to do and doing what you know are very different things. So knowledge is not power, it's potential power. Now you have the knowledge that you've got calories in all these foods. Now that you have the knowledge that every diet that you've ever done was probably just a, a vehicle in order to put you into that calorie deficit. Now what I'm going to do and what I do with my own clients is we create a flexible eating plan that suits their food choices, that suits their life, that suits their weekends, that suits their social life, that suits their kids, that suits, you know, we create that flexible way. And the first thing that I coach them is on, you know, how to track. It's important to track the start to see how much food you're actually consuming. So, for instance, that lady, what we did was she's and I think we're all the same. We tend to have the same meals every week. Um, you know, I know we do in our house, you know, same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner. You know, it never really varies that much unless we're eating out somewhere and we decide to choose something different. But um, understand and then the calories that you're consuming from those meals. Um, so, you know, well, first thing we do is we coach your clients how to do that. It's really important. So having that understanding and that awareness of the calories and foods, because some people still don't know and they're absolutely blown away when we put them through, you know, the, the coaching session on that. Um, so, you know, you can use any app to track your food. You can use, um, I have clients use my, most of them use my fitness pal and I would go in and have a look every single day at what they're eating and if, just keep a tight eye on and if they're tracking and, you know, I would always let them know there and then so if they don't run on maybe days without, you know, making the same mistake over and over. So that's the luxury about the online coaching. Um, but for you guys listening um, and you just want to do it yourselves at home, it's about downloading an app that you like and that you can work with. Um, and again, we tend to use MyFitnessPal because I've created a full coaching around it. I've created help, you know, help guides for my clients. I've coached them on, they, they know what to do. But I do have clients use things like NutriCheck and that's a good one as well. Um, and you can go in and you can, you know, if you're eating, say, and I'll just give you a, 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 an example of a day. Um, so say you're having porridge for breakfast and you're having um, porridge for breakfast. You're doing half milk, half water with it. Um, and then you're having some berries on top. And then um, I try to get my clients to throw a wee scoop of protein powder in there as well or have a, a protein yogurt with it just to get the protein in. So how you would track that is you go into your app. Um, and it'll set up default calories for you. Ladies, just so you know as well, on my website, you can now go to my website and you can get your calories calculated and I'll email them to you. So you can go in, go through the wee calorie calculator, put in all your details, your age, your height, make sure your activity multiplier is right and that you're not overestimating. So walking isn't physical activity, ladies, it's neat activity. So when it asks for physical activity levels, disregard your walking. We're talking fitness sessions here, you know, gym sessions, spin classes, you know, running, things like that. So be very careful, add that in, fill it in, and then I'll email you back with your, what I think calories you need to lose weight, whether it be one pound, two pound a week, I'll give you your protein 
um, target as well. So you'll know how much protein you need to spread spread over them meals. Um, so it's a really great way to, and I have it free on my website. So you guys can go on and, and just go into my website, taragroundsfitness.com, go at the top of the tabs at the top and go to calorie calculator and just go in there and, and we'll do that for you. Um, and it's a very carefully calculated way. And a, and one of the, it's got, we're using a, a really good system to help you cal- track your calories. So, and then what you do then is go to the app and put your calories in. With my fitness pal, I would always recommend that you override the calories with my fitness pal set you with the ones that I've set you. The system that I've used and the sort of um, the algorithm that I used is more accurate um, and more realistic. I t- find my fitness pal tends to, you know, it's very aggressive. Don't ever go in and say, I want to lose two pounds a week because you'll never sustain it. You know, for me as a coach, I never, ever would use the two pound a week multiplier for trying to lose weight because you're setting yourself up for failure straight away. I would tend to go a very, very moderate deficit and look at other areas in the client's life to make sure that we can pull from different parts, you know, of their of their their life up, maybe certain macronutrients down other things up different parts of their life, maybe get them to walk to the shop instead of drive, simple things. But we, the last thing you want to do is starve somebody because hunger's the death knoll of any diet. So really, when you're setting that out um, and picking that multiplier for your calories, go a pound a week, go a pound a week and even up your steps, try and get 10,000 steps a day. And, you know, that's going to contribute massively to your fat loss as well. So, um, Go in and so how you would track the likes of the porridge oats with the protein powder, half milk, half water and some berries is like so. So you would go into your app, you would um, scan the barcode on your packet of porridge. Um, I use the porridge oats. Um, that's the other thing. If you're eating porridge, ladies, try and eat porridge, real porridge oats, just a wee nutrition tip there. Real porridge oats, don't be buying those sachets because um, there's no fibre in them. Um, you're just eating congealed, dried up, powdered crop by the porridge oats because there's tons of fiber and more vitamins minerals and it's not milled to what to to, to to do the 10th degree so porridge oats scan the barcode and i would usually weigh out and, and i do this once i weigh it out first so and i usually do it in a wee cup and we use a wee peppa pig cup at home so i lift the pet the peppa pig cup into the porridge bag i look i now know at a certain what what sort of stage of the cup at the top of Peppa's head and I know that's 40 grams first time I had to weigh out the 40 grams but I know when I get to Peppa's head it's full that's my 40 grams of porridge pour it under the pan I use about 200 mils of milk so again scan the barcode on the on the on the milk carton and then I put in the same again for for water so I don't track that obviously because it's water so that's the truth individual items track just barcode and you can use the scanning system on the app and um so you can use that to get more accuracy if you didn't want to start weighing things out and typing things and you can type it into the database so you could type in like flahavans oats and it'll give you maybe you know 100 grams and then you just work it out 40 grams um but i just usually scan the barcode because it's quicker and there's a wee scanning option on my fitness pal that you can use so you have those two things in your app so now you realize okay well the porridge oats is like 170 the milk is like 200 and so that's the two puts in. Then what I do is I my porridge or my protein powder, I use a full scoop and it's about 100 calories as well. So track that again, scan the barcode on the pack of the, the, the tub of protein powder 
And then the last thing then is my, um, if I put, sometimes I've got into the habit of maybe having seeds now. So I usually take out a spoonful of seeds and my seeds is about 150 calories, scan that, put it in. And then I would have maybe a half a punnet of raspberries or blueberries, whatever it is, frozen, fresh, track that, put it in. And then you can look and you can see on my fitness pal all the individual calories sitting under your breakfast. So you can see the porridge oats, you can see they're about 170, your milk's about 200, your seed's about 150, your protein bar. So, you know, you can see there straight away that you've kept your breakfast about four or 500 calories for your porridge. Um, and that then makes you realize, so if you're dieting on say 1800 calories a day, you know you've used 500 immediately. So it's a really clever way of understanding the calories and food especially the foods that you eat every day um and then it's important also to remember to track the bites the nibbles the licks and the taste so you know i have an awful habit of sticking my hand you know if the kids are have a, like a packet of pep no those pep those Percy pigs are Haribo sticking my hand and then reaching in for a couple and putting them in my mouth and never thinking like last night they were toasting marshmallows in the fire and they're the big jumbo ones and i had two of them and you know and it never registered with me. But if I was tracking, I would be tracking those two marshmallows. But I know people don't because they think I should only marshmallow. But if you're doing that twice a day, every day, you could be consuming three or four hundred calories extra every day. And when you consider five hundred calories as a pound of fat, you know, a day, five hundred calories a day over the week, thirty five hundred calories a week is a pound of fat. You've just wiped out your deficit by the tracking, the, 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 the grazing. And I would always suggest as well, those wee bites, nibbles, those wee extras that aren't your main meals, put them into your snacks. Because what you can see then at the end of the day, you can clearly see that, Jesus Christ, I've had 700 calories and snacks alone here. Hold on a minute. This is ridiculous. So, you know, if you're having your porridge oats in the morning and then you're having tea and biscuits, you know, 15 minutes after that, don't put it in with your breakfast because you've had your breakfast, you've had your bowl of porridge. That's a snack. So put you know, the milk for your tea and the, the two biscuits and the, the snacks, because I think that creates an awareness physically, visually, you can see, okay, so here's my breakfast of this porridge. Here's my lunch of it tracked out. Here's my dinner of it tracked out. And then you look at the bottom and you see apple, banana, protein yogurt, biscuits, two marshmallows, you know, half a packet of um, Walker's cheese and onion. And you realize that your snack calories were larger than your breakfast calories, were larger than your lunch calories and were larger than your dinner calories. Then you can see, OK, right, OK, I have a snacking issue here. This is ridiculous. If I continue snacking at this rate, I am um, not going to lose weight. I'm not going to be in a calorie deficit. So having that awareness when you're using the app, don't kid yourself. Every bite, every nibble, every lick and every taste has calories. And if you're doing that, I'm an awful grazer. I graze all the time, you know, especially because of four kids, you're always cooking, you're always grazing, there's always leftovers, you pop something into your mouth. And I know for me, a big challenge for me is not grazing all the time, sticking to my main meals and leaving it at that. Um, you know, I would tend to have maybe a couple of cups of tea or coffee out of coffee in the morning, and then I'd have maybe two or three cups of tea over the day. But again, you know, I would allow the 250 calories a day for the milk for that tea. And that eats into your daily calories and people aren't aware of that. You know, if we simple things like that, the butter on your bread, you know, you have a slice of King's Mill white bread at 100 calories and then you slap on 100 calories of butter on top of it. I know for me, I would, you know, my butter on my bread is, could be more calories than the bread. Um, understanding those things, because those are the tiny little details, you know, that are really important and that can add up and that could potentially derail your fat loss progress 
And similarly, I had a client there last week and um, I had a conversation with her at the end of the week. Most of my clients get a, all my client, my private clients, we get a half an hour chat every week. And, but I look at their food every day. I go into their app. I go into their food log. I look at it every day. I send them a message, send them a voice message here, less of the snack and look at your, look at the, the, the composition yesterday. What are we trying to get more fruit in, more vegetables, more color? So you're constantly coaching them every day. Um, and I had a client whose um, food log was meticulous and to the point where I had to say, stop tracking vegetables. You know, she was tracking a baby tomato. Um, she could have been tracking like two baby tomatoes that she put in a sandwich or she would, could have been tracking like three florets of broccoli. But this lady wasn't making progress. So for me, when you're looking at somebody's food log and you're thinking, well, everything's tracked here to the nth degree. You're doing really well. Brilliant. You know, but here's the thing. She wasn't telling me about the bloody half a bottle of gin or the two or three bottles of wine that she'd drunk every weekend, you know, in the previous weekends. So she was majoring on the minor things. For some reason, you know, she got sort of amnesia. She must have forgot about the calories and the wine and the gin. So, you know, you can imagine my response to that is why in the name of Jesus are you tracking baby tomatoes and you forgot about the fucking 1500 calories in wine and gin Oh, and, and the three cocktails you have when you're eating out? no. That's going to wipe out your deficit for the entire week. So don't be a fool. Don't kid yourself. And I see people doing this too. You know, they have higher calorie days on a Saturday and they think like, whoopee, party time, cheat day. I can eat whatever the hell I want here. And they track not one thing on the Saturday. But as I said, they've tracked the feck and baby tomatoes all week. And they track nothing on the Saturday. They sit down on a Sunday. They've had their Chinese. They've had their meal out or whatever it is. And they've had their few drinks. They sit down on a Sunday, busted hungover trying to retrospectively track the Saturday they half track it because they can't remember what they ate or they don't understand the portions or they don't try they just don't put the same effort into it they don't put half the booze into it because they're forgetting half they've forgotten half the booze they've drunk and and and, and the retrospective tracking on Sunday it's not half tracked they've over drunk but they don't tell me that but I'm not stupid. That's my job as a coach to figure out these things. Um, you know, you know, the fat fairies didn't come and put the fat on them. So it's coming from somewhere. Um, so, yeah, you know, so don't major on the minor things. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Track the big things. If you're a grazer like me, get the, get those tracked. It'll blow your mind. You know, if you're doing a spaghetti bolognese in the evening, don't type spaghetti bolognese onto my fitness pal and you sit and wear a heaving plate of pasta because you went to Slim and World and your free pasta was free. Your pasta could be 800 calories. I know the pasta that I would have for spaghetti bolognese is about three, 400 calories and it's not that big. So track your pasta, you know. Track your pasta, track your mince, do it as I do as a recipe in our house. I just do it for the whole family. So I track all the pasta, I track all the mince, I track the oil that I fry, that fry, fry the mince in, um, I track the dolmio, I track the, the cheese, I track it all. And then I divide it sort of into my portion, whether it be one, if there's six of us, it's one sixth or whatever. Um, the, the, the younger kids, the younger girls would tend to get a, a lot less because they're they're only 11 and 14. Um, so they would get a lot less. And then the other four of us would tend to get a wee bit more. So it's not per completely accurate. So you could go one and a half portions. So, you know, um, make sure that you're doing it right. Because see, this awareness, it just really hammers at home. And for some people, it's a real eureka moment. It's a light bulb moment to think, now I know where I'm going wrong. Now I know what I've been doing. So whenever you get so good at, good at this, don't do it to the point of obsession. You know, I don't really recommend tracking calories if you have an eating or you've had an eating disorder or you've disordered eating. 
definitely not or you're recovering from an eating disorder it's definitely not what you want to be doing you could do, do maybe portion control instead but if you're struggling with your weight and you're scratching your head it's a brilliant way um and, and that's what i've ended off the three-part series on is that awareness and that um understanding and knowledge around everything you put in your mouth is calorie related and you know that we walk with a dog down the street you might have burned 30 calories and you come in and you eat your free pasta your four pieces of free fruit and your your bolognese and you've consumed 1200 calories and you've burned 40 walking you know getting that awareness is key as well so ladies i'm going to wrap it up with that try out the calorie calculator on my website online coaching please drop me a message if you're on instagram a dm a pm if you're on facebook an email go into the contact on my website send me an email if you're struggling tell me your issues tell me your problems we'll try and get you some help would love to hear from you and have a great day everybody and thank you so much and we'll be chatting soon